guys, Maestro here, coming at you live with episode 187 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about my recent prolotherapy experience with the Dr. Tina Moore. But first, DJ, gimme that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hey guys, Maestro here, and how fun was that little intro music there? I I don't think, I think I might have used that one, but maybe like a long time ago. Either way, I enjoy changing them up for these short episodes, so I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. So let's hop right on into this thing and talk about my Monday experience with Dr. Tina Moore. So if you follow me on Instagram, and you should, uh, you know that I've been dealing with some fat knee syndrome. So I have a history of you know bilateral knee shittiness, and I've had surgeries on both. And actually, my left knee, I had an unhappy triad, ACL, MCL, meniscus uh, stuff, and got that all fixed up when I was like 15. And then a few years later, when I was about 18, I had a meniscectomy on my right knee. And that's actually the knee that gives me more trouble. Um, When I was in like my late 20s, I guess, I, I don't remember, late 20s, I was doing push presses at the gym, and something legit cracked in my knee and I was like that seems bad and I was like can I walk it off and I was like no I can't walk it off so I put the weights back and like hobbled my ass home and basically ever since then it's given me some issues and I guess I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here but one of the things we want to remember when we're looking at MRIs is that they matter right like what it shows you know it, it can totally matter as such we want to take into consideration how long it took for what we're seeing on the MRI to occur, right? So with my right knee, uh, I got an MRI because I guess I, I think I was turning 30 and my knee was just like, it was just killing me. And I was just nervous that I, I had a trip coming up to California and I was like, I'm not gonna be able to hike and do stuff. And so I, I was still a staff PT, a, clini- a, clinical, a clinical PT clinician. I don't even know what it's called it so long ago. A staff PT at the time. And I went to the doctor that I, you know, that we referred a lot of people to and was just like, you know, something's going on here. I kind of thought it was a, a torn meniscus, to be honest, because it's just the, some of the symptoms. And so we went, went and got an MRI and the results basically said, you have two gigantic holes in your knee, right? I have grade four chondral defect on the tibia, the end of the tibia and uh, at the, the, fem- the femur. And I was just like, all right. And basically my doctor was like, never squat again. And I was like, maybe I should never send you patients again. Jeez. But the long story short with that, the rate of change for that was very quick. And I I really do think that that big crack that I experienced was like my my bones like contact. I'm like hitting my hands together right now. Was my bones contacting contacting each other and, and causing, you know, more damage. And 
that's the kind of stuff that we have to keep it take into consideration and realize that yeah that can absolutely be contributing to someone's pain right i don't know the pendulum's gone so far and i don't even know what people are thinking like the tissues don't matter and i'm like that is not science right yes pain is an output from your brain but part of that you know output is determined by the inputs that it's receiving from the tissues and if you have rapid change occurring or rapid change occurred at the tissues it's more likely to produce those danger signals that get sent to your brain and then you know we have that output of a pain signal so all that to say, that's what's going on with my, my right knee, and it swells up from time to time. You guys know I've been doing all that knees over toes stuff, and it's honestly been great. Um, and I went and did a single track workout. I thought I would be fine because I run, and that's actually probably one of the, like, the best things I do. And I was not fine. I kind of think it was the pogo hops, kind of pogo jumps that I was doing beforehand. But I was, I was, you know, real talk, guys, I was having so much fun. I haven't just jumped around and like that and just moved in a long time. And so probably overdid it. You know, you do too much too soon. I've been doing news over toes, but that's not as ballistic and dynamic. That's the program I'm doing anyway. Um, and it's a lot, a lot of sagittal plane movement. So some of, the, some of the stuff I was doing, a lot more rotational component to it. Like just running, landing has a rotational component at your knee. Uh, and, you know, I think I did too much too fast. And my knee got super unhappy. And when I say unhappy, it was just really swollen. Like I didn't have a ton of pain. Um, last time I had this go on, I did have a ton of pain. Um, it was after a CrossFit, um, uh, what do we call it, CrossFit competition. And there's a bunch of pistol squats that I shouldn't have done. And my knee was jacked up for like maybe two months, maybe a little longer, three months after that. This one, obviously, like I said, came on, you know, with what I want to say is less provocation. But at about the three-week part, three-week mark, my knee is feeling good. It's just kind of kind of swollen like the last little bit. So I had a trip up to Portland planned, and Dr. Tina reached out. Like we're friends. I brought her on the podcast. Make sure you guys check out episode 114. I'm linking it in the show notes, but that's when I brought her on originally to talk all about prolotherapy. Um, so if you want like the nitty gritty, listen to that episode. But she reached out and was just like, hey, you're going to be in town. Like, why don't you come in and we'll do some prolo? So the long and the short of it, or I guess the short of it, is that prolotherapy is a dextrose solution. It's like sugar water. It's like, you know, feeding butterflies and stuff. Uh, sugar water solution that is injected into an area. And now it's not just the solution that provides the effect. It's also the, in the fact that they're like injecting, like stabbing you with a needle. So kind of the goal is to create uh, controlled inflammation so that we get some healing, uh, you know, spark some healing. And also the dextrose solution can help with any kind of neurogenic inflammation. So any kind of like irritation or unhappiness of those nerves, it can help calm that down, which can help out in theory with pain. So I was just like, you know what? Why not? Because for me, I was like, you know, I, it's not going to make it worse. I trust her. She is the best in the business. I don't think she actually even does, you know, works with patients anymore. She just trains other clinicians because she's phenomenal. And I was just like, why not? Let's, let's, it's, this is, why not? So uh, I went and one of the things that I put in the show notes for this and the little caption for this is that it's really humbling to be on the other side of the table again. I think as providers, we forget what that's like. And I, and I, mean, I think I know that we forget what it's like as evidenced by the crazy shit that I see on social media and people just, you know, I kind of want to ask people, like, did your parents not hug you enough as a kid? Or, like, what what happened to you? Why, why are you so angry? And, like, just, you know, don't touch your patients and you're not doing it. This is like, what are you, what? So, actually, 
kind of another tangent. I was at CSM last week, um, and I was hanging out with my good friend, Dr. Nicole Cozin. I've had her on the podcast as well. And I was, we were just sitting there talking and talking about my knee. She asked, and I was just like, feel this, because I have like this pretty prominent, like, kind of like exostosis that's like on the medial aspect of my knee. Well, I don't know what's going on with that, but I was kind of like, just touch this. Like, in my mind, this thing is getting bigger, but it's nice to have a second opinion, right? It's nice to have someone else look at this thing and be like, no, you're not crazy. And she touched it. And just just her touching it was calming to me, right? She's a clinician. She's got great hands. And I was just like, I feel better just because you looked at this and you touched this thing and like you you exhibited caringness. I just I mean, I don't think that's even a word, but you, she, she cared, right? And so it's been, this entire thing has been really humbling and really just a really good reminder of what it's like to be on the other side of things and what it means to have support and what it means to have, you know, manual therapy and touch and the value of all that. And part of the experience with Tina was, I'm looking at the time here and I'm like, I haven't talked about the session yet and we're like nine minutes in but part of the the main you know amazing part of the session with tina was the the beginning the the subjective component where she asked about my knee and the history and what i thought was going on and just like explained to me how prolo works and what she was going to do and just you know how she is her general demeanor and the gloves she had right she wears black gloves which i think is really cool and she has tattoos which i think is really cool and like just the rapport that gets established and how much you know, how important it is that you connect with your provider. Like Tina is a cool woman. And I was just like, she knows her shit. She's super confident. I feel super safe right now with whatever she wants to do. Like the needle is big, right? But I was like, you know what? I trust her. And that's so important that we provide that for our patients. So I've actually linked all of this, um, or rather I put it up on social media. I'll link that in the show notes too. So you can watch the entire um, session. I did it as three Instagram TVs. So one is like a shorter one, just like I, I, I spliced it together. And then two longer ones that show like the full injection period and then the uh, assessment. So getting back to what I was saying, the value of that subjective component, the value of the of rapport, of establishing trust and you know, what it's like to be a patient. Right? It, it's scary as a patient. You you don't know what's going on. You don't know necessarily if you're going to get better. And that's huge. Right? Joe Lavaca talks about it, complaints versus concerns. Patients come in with complaints, but we really have to listen to their concerns, right? Like, yeah, my knee hurts. That's a complaint. But my concern is that I'm never going to be able to run again. I'm never going to be able to do the things that make me, me again. And that's terrifying. So it is imperative you know, that we as providers do something to, to quell those fears, to you know, allay those fears to work with our, our patients and our clients to really listen to them and understand them. So as for the actual experience, uh, we did basically kind of two different things. So she had ultrasounded, ultrasounded, ultrasound guided uh, injection for the super patella bursa. I tend to hold a lot of fluid in there for whatever reason. I got fat knees, like just perpetually fat knees. So it was cool. We, we imaged the super patella bursa to start off with, and we could see the swelling in there. Um, this is all in the video. And then she basically, you know, she injects the, I don't know what it's called, it's called injecting. She, she puts the needle in uh, and then injects the dextrose solution. Not painful, like the initial prick is just like any other needle um, I couldn't feel her injecting anything you know maybe that's because I have like you know now terrible proprioception or whatever connection to the, my knees because they've been 
affected for so long. I don't know, but I didn't feel bad. She explained that beforehand. She was like, it'll feel like the prick, like the original pinprick there, a little bite, and then uh, it should be okay. Maybe some pressure after that, and it was fine. And then she moved on to the medial aspect of my knee because it's like, I told you, I have that kind of exostosis growing there, that like bony prominence there. And I think that just the repeated flexion and extension, that rotational component kind of just made that MCL, those medial structures, unhappy. So I get a lot of tension in that area. And so she had some palpation and it was definitely more, way more tender than the other leg. So she was like, typically, this is what I do. I'm injecting where the person was complaining about it being painful and tender. We also imaged my MCL using the, you know, with the ultrasound. And uh, the word I used was jaggedy. Uh, that's not the scientific term. She said it's a little bit uh, more like, uh, she didn't want to use the word frail. I think she maybe she said friable. I don't know. But either way, it was kind of jaggedy. Um, so she was like, I want to let's kind of hit that area. So she quote unquote peppered that area. So just a few, um, you know, injections very quickly. So again, how the injection is being delivered is important. And she talks about this in that podcast episode. It's not just about putting something in the air. It's not about just the dextrose solution. It's actually causing that that micro trauma to the area and how it's done uh, so she did that and then she that that, that bony area that exostosis there that, that that was on the imaging it definitely it was it was showing up um, you know more white than the other areas so like kind of indicative of like some um, osteo activity there so she was like let's just hit that area a little bit um, and again, none of this was super painful. Like, I mean, you guys know I have tattoos. I have a full sleeve. That's definitely way more painful than this because this is kind of like, you know, she's qu- it's also because she's super quick and just super good and super, super talented and, and knows what she's doing. Uh, so if you want to learn more or anything like that, definitely hit her up. Um, and then she can also refer other providers for you. But uh, that was the, the, the bulk. That was the session. It was actually very, very quick, the actual injection period. Um, it wasn't like super painful or anything like I handle needles well um, and I filmed the whole thing so you can see it but wasn't super painful I felt super cared for she's you know phenomenal she does she's instructing me and teaching me the whole time gave me the care you know information afterwards Um, so I'm actually now like taking two weeks of doing really not so much with that that leg which I think is important to hear right I think it's easy, easy for us to be like, what? I gotta wait two weeks now? Like, dude, I've had this shit for like 20 years. Two weeks ain't gonna make a difference, right? It's, it's, this is what's gonna help. Give yourself that time. So I'm doing everything else. She said I can, you know, exercise like, you know, the rest of my body, just nothing vigorous on that leg. And I was like, that's totally fine. So later that day, um, it was definitely a little bit sore just from the injection. Um, and then the next day, same thing, just a little bit. Um, but today is Wednesday when I'm recording this and it's definitely feeling better already. Uh, I posted on Instagram about this and the main thing that I've noticed is, you know, with, when I have, uh, the, the swelling, I get my, I get tightness in my knee. I get a lot of, uh, neural tension in the posterior aspects, so like the backside of my knee and just my knee in general feels kind of tight, especially at end range flexion. Um, and when I'm sitting down, right your body's going to take the path of least resistance. And so if you have tension in a certain position, it's automatically going to shift you away from that. So I was really finding myself just sitting on the left side of my, like my ischial tuberosities and just like the left side of my body and kind of like having a C curve so I could bring my head back to center and very much being like, yeah, I'm definitely shying away from this right side, even though it's not particularly tight or painful, but uh, my body's like, oh, let's get that tension out of the system. So... 
what I've been noticing is that I am definitely sitting more on the right side. Uh, I went to the gym today, did some stretching, mobility work, some upper body stuff, nothing crazy, some left leg stuff, and it's definitely feeling like less tension. I got some inquiries, you know, like, did it work and how are you feeling? And I'm so hesitant to just be like, you know, either way strongly about it um, because I, I don't know if it's going to work for you. I think that it's a very good initial step as it relates to regenerative medicine uh, because you're just it's just you know sure I shouldn't say it's just but it's a sugar water solution and if you're going to someone who knows what the fuck they're doing you're better off like because this does go you know can go intraarticular or you know we're looking at super patellar bursa super patellar pouch which is an extension of that you know capsule so yeah you don't just want anyone like shooting you up but in terms of like our you know, next step of aggressiveness and invasiveness as it relates to interventions, this is a great first step before we go to like PRP or stem cells or anything like that. So this paired with all the other stuff, right? Like, are you eating well? Are you drinking water? Are you sleeping? Are you avoiding the things that flare you up, right? Stop doing shit that hurts you. Or did you go into this really strong? Or did you go into it all banged up? Like that all affects if an intervention is going to help, if it's going to work. And, you know, I got to thank my boy, Ben Patrick, knees over toes guy, because I went into this, you know, really strong. I think my knees and stuff are like the best they've been in a very long time and I'm really getting there. So, you know, even before getting the prolotherapy, my swelling and such was, you know, my swelling time was cut more than in half. Uh, and things are just, you know, again, it didn't hurt. It was just like kind of swollen. So, and then I was doing all the recovery methods. I Again, I did a post on that, an extensive post. I can link that in the show notes also of all the different swelling, you know, anti-swelling or swelling management, you know, methods that I've been using. Shout out to Normatech. They are the bomb.com. Maybe I'll, I'll also link that episode too because like they are just phenomenal. So I'm using Normatech. I'm using all my Roctate products. I got my girl Q. I got her um, Body Realm Center CBD. I'll link that. Just using all the things. Uh, my girl Anna, right? Anna Hartman. I linked that episode. We're just talking about swelling uh, with her and you know using some of the techniques she she showed me, and everything was helping. But there was that last little bit, and so I was kind of like, why not? Also, it's a phenomenal learning experience because I know people are going to ask, you know, about prolotherapy and such, and I really like to have more of an informed, firsthand experience with it. So, overall, the long and the short. I know this episode's a little bit longer, so sorry, but. Uh, or rather, thank you for listening this whole time. Uh, the, long, the, the long and short and whatever, everything in between is that I think it's helping. Uh, and I think that it's a very good initial step when we're looking at regenerative medicine. But just like any other intervention, we have to make sure that we are doing all the other things and setting ourselves up for success. It's not about like banging up your body and just, you know, drive it till the wheels fall off and you know eat like shit and don't sleep and you know drinking all the time and then like oh maybe the sugar water will help me uh, I don't know about that but if you're setting yourself up for success and you're doing all the right things and you know you're avoiding the, the things that you know you should be avoiding I think that uh, you know as an adjunct to all of that other stuff prolotherapy is you know in my opinion and what I've experienced so far a really nice first step. So again, I am not saying that you will be cured or anything like that, but it has seemingly been helpful for me and uh, I give it two thumbs up. 
As for the pain, again, I'd recommend reaching out to Dr. Tina. Um, she has a whole like worksheet on it, you know, an FAQ. Um, I've heard some people write to me, you know, I've heard from some people and they're like, oh man, that was so painful. And just like, I needed like, you know, to take drugs after it. And one, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to take any anti-inflammatories after the injection because that's the whole point. You're supposed to have some inflammation there. But two, you know, based on what I've talked with talked about with Tina, like a skilled clinician, this isn't some super painful, horrendous procedure. It was super quick. She's got great hands, just like great bedside manner. And I asked her, you know, I'm like, what's the worst body part to have this done? And she was like, actually, I think where you got it and that medial knee, it's super sensitive. Um, though, mind you, the needle that she showed me for the hip was quite long. So, uh, you know, but I, I take what she says um, to heart. She's she's phenomenal. So if you're thinking about prolotherapy, if you were wondering about prolotherapy, or if you'd never even heard of it until now, Dr. Tina Moore is your resource. I've linked her. I've linked it. I've linked her and her episode in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about that, please check that out. Okay, gonna wrap it up there. But before I sign off, I gotta plug the mafia. I am opening up doors again on March 1st. So currently I got the beta members in there. We got about 175 different kind of providers. And for lack of a better word, it is lit. So what is the Mafia? It's an online resource that I created to help you better understand movement, learn about digital business, and connect with incredible providers around the world. Yeah, we are international. It's a monthly membership with a choose-your-own-adventure style of learning. You want to learn about movement? Search the video library. I got hundreds of videos on there. You can read the blog posts, uh, or if you have questions, you can submit them to me directly or drop them in the Facebook group and get answers from all different kinds of providers. I've got tutorials in there. I have webinars in there. And honestly, I think the biggest and best part about this is, like I said before, the absolutely incredible community. So if this is something that you've been looking for, looking for that resource, looking for that support, I created it for you and your people are inside. They are waiting for you. Use the link in the show notes to sign up for the wait list. You'll be the first to know when those doors open on March 1st and I'll see you inside. Alrighty, officially wrapping it up. As always, endlessly, endlessly grateful. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.